On today's episode of Open Box Policy, we bring back one of our favorite guests, Jamie. It was actually one of our, or it has been one of our episodes that's the most downloaded. People really enjoyed Jamie's episode, so we wanted to bring her back. Uh, We end up talking, obviously the conversation is just all over the place, but we end up talking about our some really awkward bathroom stories or really awkward bathroom scenarios that we've been in. Mostly in public. Mostly in public. Jamie ends up bringing up an interesting question about things that we learned when we were a child or maybe things that our parents had told us that somehow we found out later on down the road. They weren't true, but they affected us. Uh, We also end up talking about cheating and how that has affected us on both sides of the coin. Uh, It's an interesting topic, and I mean, it's obviously a really hard topic to talk about. Today's episode is all over the place. We we were really enjoyed, or we really enjoyed having Jamie back on, so we talk about a lot of different stuff, but uh, we think that you all are going to enjoy it. Guys, Battle of the Beefcakes has officially launched. (laughs) So we got Josh versus Adam. Uh, We have everybody uh, weighing in their opinion on the socials. Uh, Check us out. Tweet us at OBPRaw. We're on Instagram and Facebook at the same name. And if you want to continue the conversation, feel free to reach out to us at OBPPodcast at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know what you think. Continue to listen and subscribe on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We appreciate all support. We just surpassed 1,100 downloads. Yep, yep. We're starting to get some traction. Please continue to share with your friends uh, and just spread the good word of OBP. We appreciate all the support. Thanks, guys. story i was thinking about this a few days ago i'll tell you a funny story yeah it's quick tell us is it all right what do you think i'm gonna get pissed because you want to tell a story i have no idea but i mean the, I'll, I'll more often than not on this podcast i'll begin to tell something and you'll be like oh god here we go well, as long as it's not one of your fucking 15 minute long gettysburg address i don't give a shit like i've told you before the gettysburg address was really short Whatever. It was, it was classically short like 3200 words anyway so or maybe less than that anyway uh I thought about the story. It was a hilarious story. When I was a kid, um, I, I had this friend of mine who was a total pyro, and he loved to burn stuff, and we would always go up in the woods, and he would always start fires and, and whatnot. And I was standing up in the in the woods with him behind my house, and he had a book of matches with him, and we were standing in this huge pile of really, really dry leaves. We had a big drought in Tennessee. And he lit a match, and he stared at me, and he dropped that match at our feet, in, oh God. into these leaves. And if you've ever been around fuel, like when a match drops on fuel, it kind of goes, woof, like oh. you kind of hear it make a noise. These leaves were so dry that the first couple leaves caught on fire and we just kind of, st- I, I was wearing like white tennis shoes, these white voights. Remember voights? Voights, yes. Yeah. He, I had white Never heard of it. voights. They're like yeah, really cheap like Walmart tennis shoes. Maybe they were like pay less. Uh, or whatever. I had these white voids on, and we're standing in these leaves. And the first few leaves caught on fire, and I was like, oh, wow, man, that's like, you know, it's so cool. And then it literally went, <laughs> whoop, and it was a fucking forest fire at my feet. And so I start doing, I start dancing. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I start dancing around with my white voids trying to put all this fire <laughs> out. And he is is, like, maniacally laughing about it. And I'm freaking out because, uh, I mean, this is core land, and 
we, we could literally burn this down, and it could burn all the houses that are around it because there's a lot of houses to back up these Did woods. You say core land? Yeah, like core of engineer. Oh, core, core of okay. engineers. Yeah. So I am. I'm freaking out. I'm running around, even throwing my hands into leaves and trying to pile more leaves on top of it. I even go down to the water because we're near the near the creek, and I'm 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 like, you know, taking handfuls of water and throwing it at it like a. I I, I don't even know what to do. I am terrified that I am I'm, it's going to be like the great fire of Mount Juliet 19 you know 87 it, you know it's like you know two kids burn the whole fucking town down I, that, that's all I can see so somehow I don't I, I danced on this fire and, and threw water at it and and he did he like did some stuff too and we spread it out to a point where we got it out but I was I was terrified I walked back to my house and I wasn't really paying attention to myself. I just was kind of in shock. I mean, it was a trauma. It's like a fucking firefighter that walks out of a house and like takes his helmet off and he starts weeping. Except firefighters don't wear voids. <laughs> yeah. Except firefighters don't wear voids. That's actually they don't the, throw leaves on top is of that, the is that your fire. Punch line? That's the punchline. Punch we can just we can just move on to another story. You dickhead. Let's throw more dry leaves yeah. on top of the no, fire. I know. Firefighters. I was fucking seven. Fire. I was stupid. Firefighter one oh one. Firefighters don't wear voids, they wear British knights. Yeah. Firefighters don't throw more kindling on a fire to put it out. Yeah. Let me put out a fire by putting more wood on it. So I I basically I stumble back to my, my my house and I'm in like a total state of trauma and shock the whole way. Were you like in backdraft, like covered in yes. Like stuff? I, so oh, this is what yeah. I, this is the point. That's what I'm getting to. I didn't realize that I was covered in like soot. It was all over my face, like like smoke inhalation. I, I reeked of smoke. So I got back home and my mom was out there and and I, I just kind of walked up to her and was like, I'm gonna go inside. And she was like, Why do you smell like smoke? And why are your voids melted? Oh, shit. <laughs> I look down, and both of my shoes look like someone had put them in, like, a 350-degree oven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shoestrings, like, were all, like, hard, not, like, you know, like, hot nylon yeah. gears. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, the bottoms of them were all melted and, and screwed up because I'd been dancing around in a fire. And I literally look like a firefighter. Look I, like I, someone had soldered them to your feet. <laughs> yeah. I was just on my way to work, and I was thinking about that story a few days ago and just remembering, like, So where how, is your friend now? How funny. In jail? Uh, no. No, he's dead. He burned to death. <laughs> I really want to tell you his name because he's got a really fucked up name. But uh, he lived it on my... It rhymes with... Uh, Callister. Yeah, that now. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. His name rhymes works. with Callister. It starts with an A. Alistair. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Stupid. <laughs> I googled Voights. They're like pre-Jordans. Well, you need to you, Dude, need, to, you need to Google Voight nineteen eighty seven. They were literally it was like there was no form. It was it was function. It was a slab of white rubber and a <laughs> and a and just like white vinyl and tennis shoes. It, there so was, like Keds. Keds were like the rich Fancier? kids shoes. Okay. Yeah, Voights were. That's what the payless the more common heads. man shoe. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what the Sanderson's wore. <laughs> I typed in, <laughs> I typed in Voigt's nineteen eighty seven and pictures oh, of no. John Voigt. John- I was just say, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, just Voigt. <laughs> yes, look at them, all white. They look like they look like Goodwill shoes. Yeah. Later I on, I mean, no, I'll have to. I'll, I'll find a picture. Those are not Voigt's. Later on, Adam bought John Voigt's car. Are those just Voigt's? type in. They're those are Nike's numb nuts. <laughs> 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 it has a huge Nike symbol. Are those voids? Are those voids? Yeah. 
Uh, Jesus. Are those Voigt's? So says Voigt. John, just put John Voigt's face on it. Just put Voigt, <laughs> yeah. V-O-I-T. On the side of a sneaker. Anyway, this this makes a really... I mean, I mean I'm sure everyone is, is reeling right now in their car. They're like, I can't wait for him to find a picture of it. Yeah, you know? who gives a shit? Exactly. Um, anyway, I just I, that was a funny story. Uh, I mean, I, I look like an old grizzled firefighter with melted Voigt's when I came home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty awful. So we're welcoming back in Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. For another episode. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, welcome You're back welcome. in. welcome. It's been, it's been too long. It has. It has been too long. So yeah. what's been going on with you in the meantime? Oh, you know, working, being a mom, pulling my hair out, yelling all day. Yeah. Yeah. She's bald. If you, I've heard everyone. No hair. <clears throat> Her husband was just telling me, and she, Jamie posts videos about this on, on, on Instagram. She did recently. Her her little boy oh, Jesus. has started to, he started to get kind of like, he's starting to hear himself and he's starting to, to speak more. Yeah. And he, he'll like, instead of saying like, mama, mama, he's like, mama. So and you like, know, makes um, this like awful screeching sound. No, it's sound. like old school when Luke Wilson goes to visit Will Ferrell and he goes, "Ma, yeah. meatloaf." Ma, so meatloaf. Oh, that's what yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. the uh, second that was wedding crash. Yeah, that was wedding, wedding crasher. Yeah. Sorry, the second that my eyesight turns away from him, it is ma. Until I look at him, and I'm like, "What the fuck do you want?" Ma, it's just oh god, and then I just go. I is would it destroy the kid. Is it bedtime? Seven o'clock. Fuck. Just, sl- yeah. just put some Benadryl in their food. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Rubs My children them. have the adverse reaction to oh, Benadryl. No. Well, that's why you which we found out hyper? on the flight to Australia oh, okay. 14 Amazing. hours. Yeah. So. You, rub, you rub Xanax on Didn't the Didn't you teeth. mention that on the last episode? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Like it's cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. You said something about going back <laughs> yeah. to Australia. So they can't. Here, enjoy that doesn't this. work for me. I'm, I'm curious about, and this is all couples that have opposing accents, what kind of accents do your kids have? So they... Normal. Well, they have Tennessee accents. So I'm Normal from, accents. I'm from up north. Um, my daughter is very southern to me. What? Um, L? To, yeah. She does, hey, mom, which I'm from up north. You have to remember, I grew up there, so I hear that twang, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think it's cute. The odd thing is that she, she doesn't hear an accent. No hmm. idea. Her father, her grandfather, her cousins... Glenn's whole side of the family have accents. So went to Australia, she understood everybody. But they had a hard time understanding her because they don't hear the American accent all the time. Uh, But I'll say to her, we'll watch something with an Australian person in it. And I'll be like, do you hear that? She's like, no. Like she doesn't, because she's always been around it. She has no idea. That's interesting. You try to explain to her, dad talks different. No. Granddad talks different. No, her, so she just she has no she because she doesn't that. know that it's different. Yeah, she well, has no idea. I had something similar. Well, I don't know if it's similar, but at an early age, I noticed that like my like my parent or especially my mom has like a really strong southern like draw or like southern accent, and something clicked in me at an early age to where like I I mean I I have a little bit of one, and and depending on who who I'm around, like I, it can be like more substantial. But for the most part, everyone I talk to, even from like up north, they're like, you don't sound like normal, like a normal Southern person. Um, And I don't know, something clicked in me and I was like, I I didn't like program myself to not talk like that, but I just decided I'm like, I don't want to sound like that. For sure. Yeah. Same with me. Anna doesn't recognize an accent on me. And I, I even like, I don't remember when, but I remember thinking in my mind like, I don't want to talk like that. Yeah. And wow. I just like, my dad was really strict. My dad doesn't have much of a Southern accent. And he was, I mean, 
even though you get a few beers in me or, or whatever, my southern accent comes out. But For sure. I, all, my entire life in Tennessee, Among people would say all out. the time, you don't sound like you're from Tennessee. You you don't have as much of a southern drawl as someone else. Her, her your, your husband and I have talked about this numerous times, that he just doesn't hear his accent. and especially I don't hear it anymore. Especially when he gets drunk. He starts using a lot of Australian slang, and, and I'll be around him. And I've gotten used to it now. But there have been numerous times in the middle of a story, I'll be staring right at him, and I realize that it, it, it's almost like he's speaking a different language. Like, I don't understand what he's saying. And you get used to it. But he says that when he hears himself on a recorded phone call at work or when he hears himself, like, in a message, that he's like, whoa. Like, I sound like that. I don't hear it anymore Weird. at all. Yeah. I, he's I mean, told like, me numerous times that he, it, it surprises him. It's so normal to me. And his father and his father's girlfriend come and they stay with us and they live here part time. So we see them all the time. They stay with us that I don't pick it up. And I forget that he has an accent until we go to a restaurant and someone's like, oh, you are you from England? And oh, go, my oh, God. God. Like I've yeah. heard every ever there's. Yeah. But then I go, oh, yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm used to it. I completely forget when I introduce to people. Like, oh, you have an accent. I go. Oh, I guess I didn't even think to mention that, but why would you? Some you know? yeah, some dumbass yeah. lady at work asked him one day if he had a German accent. A German? <laughs> He's heard everything. Yeah, that one, that one actually, because German is such a distinct I'm accent. German. Nice. Uh, anyway, it, it, <laughs> oh, nice. It, it just it like pissed me off. I was like, how fucking stupid are you? Like how. How American and and, and non worldly are you that that someone can speak to you? Zero I understand culture. New Zealand Australian. That's a tough yes. one. Yeah. Like if, if someone is from Wales or maybe like like Northern England or, or you might have a hard time distinguishing, especially if you're not you, you're not used to all that that dialect. But to say that like someone like that'd be like someone with a French accent. You going? Are you German? But like, yeah. no. Yeah. Have you ever been to a fast food place with Glenn? No. Like drive through. Without fail, every time he'll order, and rather than repeat the order or say the total, <gasps> where are you from? Oh. Every time through the intercom, and he'll go just down the street, and he'll go no, but what country? And then it becomes this big long thing every time. We've got this. Uh, we've got this guy at work, and he's uh, he's whatever British English, and whatever British. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, when people ask him, because he actually used to live in Kentucky, he says he's from Kentucky. Yeah. And then, That's what he says. Yeah. He, just he because was, he gets asked all the yeah. time. And it's That's so how Glenn annoying. is. He's just like, where are you from? He goes, I just live down the street. Every time they get all like, ah, that's funny, <laughs> but where are you really You're from? funny. And then he's just kind of... Oh, I'm actually from Tennessee, Australia. but I've watched so many Australian movies. I now have an Australian accent. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm a huge. I've watched Crocodile Dundee yeah. 84 times. Yeah. That's what you not should a say is, like, I fell, I fell off the back of a pickup truck one day, and suddenly, like, I spoke Australian. <laughs> I woke up speaking another language. Yeah, that's there's a weird. Have you ever heard about those weird stories? Yeah, that's crazy. About people that like get speaking a, fluent get, Spanish. Yep. Yeah, get a knock on the head or whatever, and and go and, into a coma and wake up and can only speak like one language. Yeah. Yeah. Or can all of a sudden speak three languages and their family's going, they've never learned that. That shows that you place. how amazing the human mind is. The human mind retains a lot of stuff and we just don't, we can't tap into it. I whenever, mean, I, whenever I lost my arm, I actually got to where I could speak Spanish. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yep. True story. No shit. Yeah. True story. True, like right true after story. your dad, what'd he do? He dropped a, a, dropped a, a, a engine block. 
Yeah. yeah. I think Dropped it was the, yeah. That's yeah, he, what no, I heard No, he threw you against the wall. Uh, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he threw you against yeah. the wall and like your arm like mm-hmm. folded behind you. Yeah. And, <laughs> then yeah. and they yep. had to amputate it. Yep, I remember yeah, that. I remember that too. Yep. I they called me the lawn that chair. That is bullshit. Yeah. What an awful story. It was. All right, let's do some topics. It wasn't my best practice. Yeah. So I had something happen to me at work this week. and. I know. <laughs> I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna get right to the quick. Um, and I'm curious to see how you guys react in this situation, you guys and gal. Um, or I guess and whatever. Anyways, yeah, so, don't overthink it. Yeah, I know. So I'm. Um, I was taking a shit at work. Okay, right off the bat. Right off the bat, I was taking a shit at work, and I get you know through the process, and um, I start to you know finish the the task, wipe my ass. And I realized that there is very minimal toilet paper on mm-hmm. there. Uh, and this is stalls, clearly. I'm not in the handicap bathroom, mm-hmm. even though I'm a handicap. <laughs> um, so I use what's there, and then I'm, I'm faced with a dilemma of I don't have any more toilet paper. The tube. I can't pull the tube out because it is a secured <gasps> fixture oh. with a lock on it. Um, so I'm curious, in that situation, what do y'all do? I always... Well, I'm a so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this twice because I I have I have an, a a bit of a fucked up story that happened to me when that happened, um, and to say that it's a bit fucked up would be an understatement. Um, I always call somebody. I always use my cell phone and call someone and say, "Hey, help me," or "Please come to the bathroom and find some toilet paper." That's yeah, that's a good, that's a good yeah, choice. That's a, that's I smart. have I have in the past waited until the door opened and been like, yo, um, this is really super <laughs> awkward, but can you like, you know, roll off some paper just towels? Just to a random person? Yeah. Can you roll off some paper towels and hand them under the stall, bro? Like, No I shame. Know, you already caught with your pants down. Yeah, I know wow. this is super weird. I know it is. Like, I'm not trying to like do anything. <clears throat> just throw them on the floor and kick them under. I, I'm not going to touch your hand. And I've had people be like, yeah, it's, it's fine. This is, right. this is weird. And I'm like, yeah, let's don't make it any weirder. You know, just give me the toilet paper before I come out of this fucking stall. You know? Let's <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make this any weirder. <laughs> yeah. Before I come out and I show you my poopy ass. <laughs> Disgusting. No, so I want I want all of you all to talk about your experiences with no toilet paper toilet paper in a stall, and then I'm going to tell you a big holy shit. Now, are we talking about stalls or workplaces? Because you guys both did workplaces, right? And yes. My workplace is my home, so let's, I just yeah. I just hobble let's to the just next say, room. Let's just say public. My toddler's not going to bring me. Let's toilet just say paper. public. I've hobbled. If you're out in public, oh public. So mine was at my the my stories in, in being public. Normally, I just get up. I will I will like very gingerly put my panties back on and my and my whatever Your panties and I, you know what I mean. And I'll like <laughs> shimmy to the next stall and sit down with a creamy yeah. bum. So speaking on that, there's there's two options. What does Devin do? Because he. Yeah. Devin's always naked. I'm, I'm weird. Always do you naked. know this? I'm weird. No. You don't Devin know only naked. shits naked. <laughs> no, not fully like, naked. I cool. have my, Takes a shirt see, off my, and everything. I, I clean shit. My shit is clean. I could wipe 20 times. There'd be nothing on it. So I, this wow. is not a good topic for me because I wow. honestly, I'll Just pull like it up and be like, all right, next one. Next time so I do it, I'll just, I'll just double clean. wipe it. So shit flows through you like wine? No. I'm a very quick shitter. My husband will tell you this. I can do it in under 15 seconds. Done and out. Yeah, you can never tell when a a female shits. But that's a thing. You can ask him. You can call him right now. And he would say, she is the quickest shitter I've ever seen. I go in there. I get it done. I'm done. 
wash hands, done. I don't wait around and check my phone and just go, oh, I just go in, out. And because I have two kids who usually scream at the door at me and usually a dog as well, I got to get it done or someone's going to get into a cabinet or the refrigerator or fucking a lot of shit. This is how I have sex. I'm like, let's just in and out. Let's just get it over (laughs) with. I find find a shit to be somewhat cathartic, though. No, men have to like like, reflect on their entire life when they should. My ex used to get really mad because I spent a lot of time in the bathroom. I like to look at Facebook. Yeah, I told her one day, I was like, that's my time. I don't. In and out. Done. No, no questions. I don't, I don't, I, you don't, you're not asking me what we're having for dinner. I don't, you know, I just want to go in there and like be quiet. So I will tell you that in that situation, I made the righteous move of just pulling up my pants and going to the next stall. Well, yeah. You did the shimmy that's effect. That's what you did. Yeah. I did the shimmy effect. Yeah. If well, you can't call mine. someone, if you can't get them to come get you, you, uh, you go to the next stall. Now, I will say that. I've I've not done this, but if if push came to shove, I would not be afraid <laughs> to use my underwear and then throw them away. For sure, that's what you have. You got actually three options. Okay, you got three options. You pull up your pants, you shimmy to the next stall that has toilet paper. Okay, yep, that's yep, one. Okay, yep. um, you know, a little dirty, a little messy. Uh, two, you ask a stranger. You know, if you hear the door stranger. open, be like, yeah. "Bro, help me out." You know, and he's like, "Hey, I got you." Three. You got to part ways with a clo- yeah. clothes. Or, yeah. or four, if you're a girl, you have a purse and you can find something in that purse exactly. that you can wipe yeah, with. That's a good choice. Whether but, it is a tampon, mm-hmm. a little receipt from the day before at wow, CVS. A receipt? Something. Well, it's better than your underwear, yeah. right? <laughs> Look at this. CVS, CVS receipts are like a mile long. Yeah. You could probably I, I wipe yourself yeah, sure. many times <laughs> with one think, of those. And, and while we probably don't want to ex, ex, like go on forever about this. Well, but, I got a great story, though. No, no, no. Well, I'll let you tell your story. But I do think that when it comes to using the underwear, the guys would for sure have the upper hand yes. because ours are way more substantial. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we could get multiple wipes. And yeah. probably really for the a cheaper when it comes. You guys can buy yeah. like a pack yeah. of boxer briefs. We True. can buy like, like five two pairs, pairs of underwear, underwear like, for like $30. Yeah, two and for it's 50 like, or do something. Do I want to ruin these forever? Because we're yeah. not going to transport it home. Yeah. Like yeah. that's going to go in the little metal thing. So yeah. you got. Other than a sock, I don't know that y'all really have many garments that are very but the, disposable. But in purses, you have lots of things in a purse that you can use. Yeah. Worst case, I would use a dollar bill over. Ugh. But I mean, if that's the last thing oh, you have. Yeah, that would be tough. Using a using It's money not that to far from a leaf, right? <laughs> you literally I wipe your ass with an Instagram that in a heartbeat. I literally wipe my ass with a money. I would feel yeah. fancy in that moment. I'm okay. wiping my ass with a dollar bill I would, right I would now. Instagram that. Jamie's scenario. Video. <clears throat> You're in the shitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do anything else. Like You can't like shimmy to the next stall. You can't ask somebody. You have to use something. You have nothing in your purse except a $20 bill. Do you use the 20 or do you part ways with the underwear? Part ways with the underwear. Damn. Okay. Yes. Or do you scream no. and beg for someone to come help you? <laughs> no. Every because time that I've ever had to ask a stranger, I've always said, hey, man, can you wait out there so I can shake your hand no. when I'm done? I, I'm i 34. I've had two kids. I'm like married. to there's shake n- your shitty hand. There's no part of me that would be ashamed. Yeah, you've got no shame after having I children. I don't. I have yeah. no shame. Like, I that's, I don't even care anymore. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you told us this story on the last podcast where you, you fucked your husband and it looked like a murder scene. You know, he, was, he was so <laughs> perturbed by that. He's like, right out the gates. And I was like... But it happened, and we told other people about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happened, right? Yeah, yeah, he actually confronted me at work about some of the stuff we talked about. He was like, great, I'm 
Glad you uh, talked about my wife's period the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He physically oh, it was like fought five Adam, minutes. and Adam lost. <laughs> and she wrote Helter Skelter on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, tell your I, story. I, I, I'm going to tell, tell you all the story. story. <clears throat> I am going to try to remove as much satire. Is this satire. a poop story? Huh? Just segueing from... No, not okay. from your period. Uh, I want to... No. This is about a shit story. This is okay. a shit story. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> this is no lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna remove as much satire from this as possible. So I was in a mall. Let's say, a, you know, just a random mall. I go in to use the restroom, and it's it's an emergency. I sit down and I do my business, and I get done, and I look over to my my right, and there is only a a tube. So I, and I notice like the tube looks wet or it, it has something on it almost like someone had dripped something on it and it just doesn't register okay yeah so i pull my pants up and i do the the stall shimmy i go to the next stall <coughs> excuse me there's like three stalls in there or four and i know that someone is in one of those stalls so i get up and i shimmy to the next stall and coincidentally i think the person was like right next to me now I sit down in that stall and I look and there's no toilet paper. <sighs> and it looks like someone has like blown their nose on on Ugh. on the like toilet paper roll. And I'm like, this is disgusting. So I go, I know there's someone sitting next to me. I go like boom, 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 boom. I'm like, yo, can you help me out? I need I've been to two stalls now and I need some toilet paper. And the person next to me doesn't say anything. Now, do you guys put your hands down like girls do? You kind of no. go on. Oh, no, okay. so that's that I didn't know. I didn't know after that's like a while. But that's the universal sign. See, us girls just go. Hey, if that's you a run chimney. your hands under a stall, that's the universal sign for, for I want you to come over uh, and suck my cock or something like that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> for us girls, it's like, hey, hand me a tampon or Adam, paper. Adam knows this from uh, many experiences. Have y'all never heard this before? If you run your hand under, if, if you're next to someone and you run your hand under that, that means that I, I want you to come next door. But isn't is that, that like truck stops? Is that from experience, Burley Bear? No, no, and no. What does Let it me mean? finish my fucking story. On, but what does it mean if you take a hole saw and burrow out a hole and stick your penis through it? <laughs> that is the glory That's hole, glory and I've seen hole. that for truck right. stops. But what is that a universal symbol for? Peace. I want your mouth. I want your you've mouth. Finish your story. You've got to put your finger inside and then glide it along. Uh, say. You have to do it gingerly. <laughs> I would like a glory hole. Anyways, now. you shimmied. You knocked yes. for more paper. They didn't answer. You didn't oh, put your thank hand you for under. rehashing my and story. I appreciate put, it. You didn't put. Your I'm hand getting under. to the fucking punchline. Just let me fucking uh, tell it, dude. I, this is gonna be the best episode because we're gonna do this all fucking. I episode. know. I'm already. Vis- I'm like hot and sweaty. <laughs> So anyway, I'll, I'll finish this quick because you're pissing me off. Uh, I, I shoot me to the next door. I, I rap on the fucking wall. I rap again. I rap again. This guy's not saying anything. And then I hear it. I hear him making noises. Cranking it. And I hear him kind of enjoying himself. And I hear that very distinct, like, Oh, oh no, you're lying. He I'm is not, not lying. pooping. I'm not lying, and I'm not lying, and I want you to pay attention to me for a second. I look back over. Remember the first saw I told you it looked like there was something wet on the roll? Oh, God. I looked on the second roll. It was semen. He was oh. going from stall to stall? He was going from stall to stall, and he was Un- leaving semen on those rolls. And that gets Un- him off. fucking believable And I... So I basically stood up with a... I, I, a friend of mine came in, and I was like, you know, like, Jason... 
And he's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, give me some, t- give me some like fucking paper towels right now. And he's like, what's going on, bro? I was like, there's no fucking toilet paper in the stall. And there's a sick piece of shit next to me in the stall. Jizzing and, on everything. And he, so he like handed me some stuff and I wiped my ass and I came out and we both started pounding on the fucking door. And I eventually, I eventually just like left. Okay. I was like, cause the guy just stayed in the stall and it it. was was getting off about it. And I was young, and I didn't. I, I was really freaked out. I was really freaked out because it was. And in retrospect, it's like I look back and like that is obviously a, that is not snot. That is a man's semen on that. Ugh. Oh, so, but how pure and like wonderful was your mind to be like, oh look, that's just no snot. And then you were ruined after you realized that was all semen. I wasn't that young. I mean, I was old enough to like, you know, I was like 16, 17 years Listen, old. Listen, I'm a little confused at the fact that you guys started banging on the door. What? You're well, going to like so bust my, open my the door initial, and he's going to be like, ah, jizz mine, on you. No, he's not going to fucking jizz on me. This is not like fucking the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, you remember that when that guy's in the stall, Migs, like jizzes on her face? Remember that? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You have never seen Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Yeah, I just watch your hand movement like Spider-Man. Oh, sorry. Ha. Yeah. So anyway, Fly. they, I, I go outside. So here's the funny part. Well, I mean, this is already kind of funny. I go out and I'm at like the food court. Is it the food court bathroom? <clears throat> and I'm I'm telling people like you're not going to believe what happened to me. You're not going to believe what happened to me. And then all of a sudden, there is a huge commotion in the bathroom, and there is another man that had gone into that bathroom and had heard the guy in the stall going like, uh, uh, like making racket, and he freaked out like total homophobe. Like went insane, kicking and pounding on the fucking door, and and had to be restrained. He was like, "I am going to kill that guy. I'm going to beat his ass." And so there was a, so basically they ended up getting mall security over. They like came over and like escorted the the jacker offer out of the the fucking mall. But yeah, I had to go. I went from stall to stall and realized that someone had been dropping little like semen nuggets on the fucking brown paper roll he had he basically he had removed all the toilet paper he did it deliberately wow yeah yeah it happened at a mall here in tennessee there was poor janitors who actually were the ones who had to take the roll off yeah going oh yeah look, I, and th- I'm, i am not this is not sad i am telling you a 100 truthful story this happened your Yikes. eyes look terrified <clears throat> yeah. i am are you still kind of scarred by that oh uh, yeah i figured yeah you see it in your face every time i masturbate i think about it i'll make sense now adam <laughs> so uh, you know, Jamie- I actually <laughs> masturbate with toilet paper rolls now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and somebody pounding on your door. Constantly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 call my I call my neighbor. I'm like, can, can you, you please come over and help door? me out real quick? Beat on my wall on my while bedroom door. Off. Whatever yell. you hear, don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it stays within here. Um, so before Adam got here, Jamie Jamie beat him here tonight, and you had brought up speaking of youth because you were talking about it happened in your youth. You brought up a, a, a subject that I thought was kind of interesting about uh, some what things that happen in your youth or things that oh whatever yeah um, it was basically things that maybe happened in your family or your parents told you that you assumed were real and then found out later in life was not a normal thing. Or not a real thing. Um, my father, for example, lied to me, and I didn't find out till I was 29 years old. And in wow. Australia... That's your entire life, pretty much. Right? Yeah. He said it on a whim, and it stuck with me. And I was 29 in Australia, and I said it just so casually, and everybody went, what the fuck are you talking about? I went, oh, <laughs> fuck. 
But that is, yeah, just things that you think, even just normal things with my family. My family always called um, farting beeping as a kid. So I remember being 18 years old with friends and being like, oh, you beeped. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, you know, beeping. That's fucking weird. It was very upsetting. And yeah, very it's like my fucking dad. My fucking dad told me that any cows that had brown spots and brown cows produced chocolate milk. And it fucked me up. I was like <laughs> 18. <laughs> Didn't I was you? 18 years old and someone mentioned something about cows and I was like, well, yeah, the brown, yeah. the brown ones. They, you they think it chocolate. is fat. I don't know how they produce chocolate milk, but I know they do it. Didn't you also tell us me. a story about your dad that he told you that Tommy Lee Jones was gay? <laughs> no. Where the fuck are you hearing this I thought, shit? I thought you told us a story that uh, that your dad had told you that like Tommy Lee Jones was gay. And then later on down the road, you said it to somebody. And they were like, no, he's not. Like, I know a guy that knows. No. Okay. I someone... never told you that story. <laughs> I don't know where I pulled story. that from. Someone told me that story. Hey, didn't you find out that Keanu Reeves was like. You don't even, you don't even disgrace Keanu Reeves. <laughs> the worst actor ever. He is no. amazing. Shut the fuck up. Jamie's on my side. Oh my God. I love him. He's a beautiful man. She, she probably also loves the lake house. I do not like the lake house. Ah! <laughs> But I do like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yes. Vindication. Sorry. Vindication. The it Lake House is a sense. shit movie. It doesn't make sense. It makes sense to me. But when I was in fifth grade, we did we something just called. We bypassed that topic. <laughs> we just well, blew right I thought by. you guys already covered it, so I was just going to keep moving on. No, no. We did, but, you covered but no. the Lake House, though, right? Yeah, we covered yeah, the Lake House. I know. No, I mean, a we lot. blew past your topic that you brought up. Well, I'm bringing it back up. No, so. Okay. Go ahead. In um, elementary school, fifth grade, we had science fair. So every kid thinks of a science project they want to do when it has to span over like a month-long period. And then at the end of that, you have like a poster board and do your findings. So I had picked mine as, um, again, fifth grade. But I wanted to have, I wanted to do research on how birds can sit on electrical wires and not be shocked. Okay. Which being in fifth grade, That's you know, way ahead why of your is time. that? And my dad's like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to take a bunch of plants and feed them like orange <clears throat> juice and coffee grounds and all this shit and then watch them grow and see which one does the best. And I was Ooh, like, no, I really want to do the bird thing. He's like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do the plant thing. And I was like, but I want to know. And just in a whim, he goes, they have special pads on their feet that keep them from being electrocuted. First and only time he ever told me that, the last time. I go, oh, okay. So my science fair project was the plant thing. Okay. Stupid as shit. Like you, orange juice and then what? Like the control was water, obviously. And then, you know, coffee grounds, blah, blah, blah. So gave my whole research thing. My whole life, I maybe said once or twice looking at birds. Oh, it's those pads in my head. So fast forward to when I'm 29 <laughs> years old. Pads. When I'm 29 years old and I'm in Australia for the first time, driving along in a car with my husband and his dad and a couple other people, I'm just looking out the window. Oh, God, Australia. I go, hey, did you guys know that the birds, I saw a bird, um, they don't get shot because of the pads on their feet. Oh, and my God. husband and my, my oh. father-in-law go, <clears throat> what? And I go, because of the pads on their feet. They go, what the fuck are you talking about? Your father-in-law goes, who the fuck did you bring home? Right? They go, that's not true. And I'm like, yeah, my dad told me. And they explain the whole reason why that is not true. 
And I sat in that car for like 30 minutes driving in like Brisbane and being like, holy fucking shit. You've been lied to. Like, he did it to me. And it's something he just said off of a whim to like get me off of his back so that he could do the, the thing that he wanted to do for my fifth grade project. But to this day, I still give him a shit about that because it's fucking dude what I, an and then i go back and i go do you know how many times i probably said that in high school to people and yeah. they were like yeah fucking cool jamie and you that's, said it like ab- you said yeah. like absolute truth right too. you know those birds they're going yeah that's f- she's just fucking stoned like <laughs> yeah i smoked pot in high she school she doesn't know they're what just, the fuck she's talking about yeah but until i was 29 super upsetting what about you adam did you have anything else uh, like this someone told me i mean i told you the one about my dad that with the cows yeah I mean, chocolate milk, for God's sake. How stupid do you have to be? I was in my teens. <laughs> Birds. You were in your teens? Yeah, you I was them? in my teens when I, when someone, I, I made a comment one day. That's chocolate milk. Yeah. Who, who broke the news to you? Did someone say, hey. I think I figured it out on my own. You're like, this sounds stupid. This sounds stupid. <laughs> was it yeah. that guy in the bathroom stall he told you? Yeah. <laughs> That's who it was. Yeah. That's who it was. <laughs> Devin, what about you? <laughs> Nice. I'm, I'm sure there have been some some things that have been said to me. Not <clears throat> probably still think that way, but nothing comes to mind. I'm pretty boring. So uh, I was raised pretty down to earth. When she had kind of mentioned the topic, and I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out here. Uh, I I had an interesting thing that um, actually is around what may be considered a racial term. Uh oh. So, um, Wait, are you sure you want to talk ice. about this? Yeah, yeah, Walking yeah. on thin ice. No, no, no. I, I think it'll be fine. Um, so, you know, different generations were raised a different way. Um, and I would say that, you know, older generations tend to use terms that today are either considered racial or, I mean, they're not considered, they are racial or are, um, you know, politically incorrect or what have you. So um, one day I am out with my wife. I think we were dating at the time. And uh, I made a certain comment, um, and we it was in reference to the price of something. And I had said, "Oh, maybe I can, maybe I can Jew them down on it." Ooh, <laughs> and and she goes, "You realize that's racist, right?" And I said, "And I, I literally, I shit you not." And this was like, I'm like twenty something. I had no clue. I was like, "No, I thought it just meant like negotiating." Like, I thought it was like, oh, it means, you know, you're negotiating them down. And she goes, no, like that is a racial term. It's a racial slur. Yeah. It's a racial slur toward Jewish people. <clears throat> and I, I, I literally, I was ignorant for the better part of my, you know, life that I've existed in. Um, I had no clue. I had no clue until she had told me that. Now, clearly I don't use it anymore, but up until that point, I was ignorant to the fact that. Well, up until that point, it was just a thing that was said in your family that was yeah. didn't mean anything in your brain. It was and, just, and, and even if I think back to maybe the times I'd heard it growing up or whatever, I don't know that it was ever used as, you know, a racial thing. It was, it almost seemed like common knowledge and that's the way. Yeah. It's just people saying it. Yeah. And it meant negotiate. And I mean, it, it sucks that racial slurs like that can become such commonplace. Right, uh, and and you end up saying those things around a child, or someone who's impressionable, and they they never associate that with someone's race. They never associate that with someone's culture. It is just 
a word. Something they hear and they repeat. Exactly. And I think that's what we run into so often in this country is you have a lot of people that will say things. And honestly, when someone becomes offended and they look at them and they're like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why are you so mad about that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I just, it's a, it's a term for negotiation, you know? Well, Uh, I I think, and I'm not, I don't, I don't want to necessarily go into the, the deep waters on the, on the subject. Well, yeah, it's, it's super deep. I mean, that's the reason why we have to be so careful around children and impressionable people. But I, I do think that it's, it's very, just like you're saying, it's very easy to, to use those terms or certain ones and not even, they don't even mean what they're, you know, the racial connotations that are linked to them. Like they don't even get used that way. You, you understand. You get taught in what situations they are used right. without understanding what they actually mean. Exactly. And then you use them and don't. You know, you don't understand what you're saying. But I mean, even if you look at at the way our society is right now, anyways, it, it even if you go away from the racial side of it, you can say all kinds of shit that people get offended about. Like it doesn't even have to be a racially driven like subject it can be anything and people are so fucking thin-skinned that like they get offended about anything oh yeah everybody gets offended by everything nowadays yeah but that's that was the one thing that i could think of as far as that was like a misconception with me growing up yeah yours was way more serious than my (laughs) yeah my bird yeah (laughs) glad it glad i could be the buzzkill guy i found myself staring at the wall just thinking about all the yeah the racial stuff in the world you know yeah thanks devin yeah, and now asshole. we feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least I don't think chocolate milk comes out of brown cows. <laughs> yeah. I'm 38 now, dickhead. That was 20 <laughs> years ago, <clears throat> roughly. My dad, I can't believe he told me that. <laughs> what <Yeah>. an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he told me that. I mean, and then never like followed it up with a like a sidebar, by that the way. That was mine too. I didn't have a I'm sidebar. Full of shit. Yeah. Mine was exactly. just like pads in their feet. And yeah. that's the only thing you ever Birds said. Birds have was, special feet. There was never a background. There was never like a why, dad. I just went, oh, that must be true because my dad told me that. And then yeah. he kept it in my brain until I was fucking 29 years old. Yeah. That's like funny. An idiot. 29 years old. And I'll that, just go, that these Americans are crazy. Yeah, that went on for a really long time. I like Super that. Super long. Yeah. And he had no idea until I brought it up when I was like 30. And I was like, remember that time? Did you guys do anything interesting over the weekend? Um, <laughs> Don't all jump on the, the yeah. wagon all at once. <laughs> hey, it, was yeah. pretty, it was a pretty boring weekend. I, I went bowling. Out of roller skating. You went bowling? I went roller skating. You went roller skating? I took my daughter roller skating. I didn't even know they really? still had those anymore. Yeah. Well, my my bowling will end Did up. Did you use the bumpers? No. I ended up Are winning the second bowler? game. I'm a pretty good bowler. My bowling will probably end up being a part of Adam's escapades. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I went bowling. It was fun. I had a really good time. Where at? Uh, Donaldson Bowl, the Donaldson oh, Plaza. Yeah. Yeah, it's super old school, kind of shitty place. It always has the same smell, but I, I've been bowling there since I was a child. That was I the first place it. I went bowling when I moved to Nashville. Love that place. Yeah. Love that place. What was it? Sorry. Donaldson Plaza Bowl. Oh, I got you. What did I? What, no, I just no. Like, he just out. did. I not, yeah. 
Okay, I thought you were going to make me repeat it because I uh, pronounced it wrong or something like that. No. Oh, by the way, I, <laughs> I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. And you, you remember we had the story about the uh, um, Abanero or Abanero. Yeah, Abanero. Yeah, the uh, it's there. it is. It's Abanero or Abanero. Uh, habanero? I had the wings. It is. Yeah, They're not habanero. habanero. The, the habanero. Latin people, the Latin people drop the H. It's Abanero. Abinero. Okay. Yeah. Abinero. As a matter of fact, I went to a Latin girl at work and was like, how do you pronounce this word? And she was like, habanero or whatever. It's not habanero. It's not. Anyway, it's habanero. Uh, I had I had a whole basket of those uh, like mango habanero yeah, wings. mango habanero. Oh, my God. It tore me to pieces. <laughs> they were so good, but so hot. The taste on those, phenomenal. The yeah, the heat, heat is the heat is, it's like three from the bottom. It's like two or three from the bottom. Three digits. Yeah, that's three spicy. digits from the hottest. That's it. I uh, I did see a really good movie this weekend. I saw. Uh, have you seen Wind Wind River? <gasps> it's such a good movie, dude. Oh my dude. god! What such have you seen movie. it? Yes, it's so good. It's very good. Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Jeremy Renner. Oh my god. Scarlet Witch. It's about a murder. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen it yet? No. Oh, dude. You, I heard it was good. If you don't watch another movie, like if you don't have it, you need, that should be the next movie that you rent and it's watch. It's really good. It's so Very good. Very good. Really? And yes. it is gut-wrenching, dude. I know. Don't don't t- say anymore. Wait, it's about a murder? Yeah. Is it like yeah. a Gone Girl knockoff? No. No, no, no. Not no, at no. all. No, no. Okay. It's just, it, man, it hits you. It hits you good. It gets deep. Yeah, it does. And then it also makes you go, oh, God. And then it's, at the end, you're like, It's ah. twisted and Yeah, it's really up. good. Did you find out that he's a time traveler and yeah. it's his mom that he kills? Yeah. yeah. I saw a really weird movie about that with, uh, it, with Ethan Hawke called Predestination. Predestination was about time travel, kind of. Was as good as Time Cop. It's better than Time Cop. Uh, it it was this movie had one of the most original. It's a very low budget movie. It did not make a lot of money. I don't think it was out in the theaters. It's like on Amazon or on on you know like Netflix. It had one of the most original stories that could have been. It could have been done so much better than it than it was. But I, I remember like three quarters through the way, through the movie, I was just like, what. Like, what is going on? Are you shitting me? Like one of those Mulholland Drive type movies or something? It's nuts. Ethan Hawke? Predestination is, it's underrated, first of all, but it it has a twist in it, and then a twist, and then a twist. It didn't bite Shamal on you. And it, I, I mean, in the end of it, I was like, you have got to be shitting me how they have worked all the way back around. It was it was crazy. I saw. I think I told you. I saw I Tanya. Oh yeah, love yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. You've seen I Tanya? I did. I've seen. Fa- fantastic. Where are you going to see all these movies? You have kids and a husband. Um, at home. How did you see I Tanya? Uh, uh, yes. The yeah. fire Blu-ray? stick. Ah. <laughs> so. This is the Glenn told me about this. He told yeah. me he jailbroke one. Yes. My nice. whole family and his whole family, we all have it. Really, go. I need to get one. Everybody's of these. Yeah. doing that. We, that's I where I watched Wind River. Um, we've watched everything. Yeah, <clears throat> are they Star good Wars. copies? Yeah, they're pretty Star, good. Yeah, the new Star Wars we've seen. I mean, it's hard pressed for me to find something I haven't seen in theaters. Dude, fire um, sticks are the shit. Yeah, I got, I got two of them at home. They're legit. And Glenn has a little thingy does, and yeah. Wow, I need to do this. 
Yeah, we've watched. Uh, we just watched the new Insidious that just came out this past Friday. I yeah. think. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. What were we saying? Huh? What were you saying? Oh, his Ethan Hawke movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Predestination. Yeah, it was just. It's just an interesting twist. Just a really interesting twist. I. It's kind of surprised me. I mean, yeah, we're kind of talking about like gut wrenching and stuff like that. It just. It's just, but it's not. It's kind of a low budget movie, but I, I was. I was surprised. You know what I saw? Shape of shape in the water. Oh, shape the of, shape of water. Yeah. Jesus. I heard it was pretty unbelievable. It, unbelievable how? Awful. Oh, it's awful. That's not what I heard. And listen, I like. Um, it's like artsy fartsy. But I love artsy fartsy. I love that stuff. My husband hates it. I love it. I love anything artsy fartsy. Um, and I went into it. It's from the same director of Pan's Labyrinth, which is one of my favorite movies ever. And I went in ready for it. Is that Guillermo del Toro? I know oh, that. yes. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're having issues. <laughs> it's Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. So I watched it, and it was just really... <laughs> not I that really, I wanted to like it. Ass. I wanted to like it. It was not good. I heard. I had a friend of mine who went and saw it. He saw it a few weeks or a week <laughs> after he saw I, Tanya, and he loved it. He said it was super good. And It was not. It was weird. Really? Like, And I like weird, but it was just, um, I don't know. Didn't like it. Would you say that Predestination was... Was it as good as Double Team? Oh, fuck it. Get off Jean-Claude Van Damme, dude. Get off weren't of you, it. Weren't you at our house telling me telling me and Glenn about the Jean-Claude Van Damme show that was so good? Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Oh. Jean-Claude Van Johnson. It's great. Here we go again. Now, it's not like, I mean, you got to like be in on the joke. That's what I told on the last podcast. You got to be in on the joke. You got to be in on the goofiness and you got to know his movies all right enough about jean-claude van damme we're not rehashing this again i don't want to go over it. well then don't ask me fucking questions i didn't even it. ask you a question <laughs> no, i just brought her. up double it was jamie that asked me and then you have to go it. into jean-claude van johnson or whatever the fuck anyways so we were talking about this weekend something else ha- interesting came up this weekend i want to discuss um i went out to a bar after i got off work saturday night with one of my buddies and thanks for the invite well fuck you um so we're hanging out and, you know, we're catching up or whatever because we hadn't like really hung out much in a while. And in the midst of the conversation, you know, we're both getting inebriated and we somehow randomly we start talking about how men, when they do things around the house, they essentially do it to appease their woman, to appease the wife, to appease the girlfriend. If you live with them, whatever the case may be, you do it because you care about them and because you love them. For the most part. Now, generally, there is one task I enjoy doing, and that's mowing the grass. Like, I literally enjoy mowing the grass. But when it comes to um, laundry, cleaning, anything like that, I don't enjoy it. I do it to make her happy because I care about her. Anyways, so we're talking about that, and then, you know, we're talking about maybe how some men may not do this or, you know, they may not do it. So, you know, it could lead to friction in the relationship. So then out of nowhere, he goes, well, maybe that's why men cheat. Ooh. Because that person that they cheat with, they don't have to, they don't have to deal with that. They don't have to put in any effort to make it work. They just have to have sex with them. They don't have to deal with any of that extra stuff. Maybe that's why they cheat because there's, there's not the responsibility. Like there's not that 
There's not the effort. But in saying that, you could also say that's why women cheat as well, because they don't have to nag a person. They can just go have it's sex. It's all romance and get no it bullshit. Done. True. Yeah. But it like literally as soon as he said it, I was like, like I got that. I got to. I got to talk about that because it was just it was interesting the way it came out. It just it was like an epiphany or something. Um. But yeah, I think I think you're 100 percent right too, Jamie. Um. It was really weird though because. If you think about generally when, when people cheat, it's, I mean, there's multiple things that go into it. It could be, oh, you're in a bad circumstance. You're both drinking and one thing leads to another. And, but yeah, to, everything to, lines <clears throat> up. Right. But to think about it in, in the context of, well, maybe, you know, why, why would someone be willing to have sex with this person if they're not willing to put forth any of the effort to make their marriage work? All my cheating starts out with, hey, you want to fuck? That's exactly how it starts. I think that if you are in a relationship where you are doing things like laundry and mowing and all of that, and you get to a point where you're just like, fuck this, I'm going to cheat. I don't think that would be a reason because you already have, um, you're not just getting drunk and fucking. You are fed up with the life that you're living. Fine. But you're not being irresponsible. You're not, it's not because you are, as Adam said, going out and drinking and saying, fuck it. You've probably gone a long time going, God, I hate being nagged. I hate that. But at the same time, it's not you being like an immature fucking 20 year old who's saying, I'm just going to go fuck whoever I want. You know what I mean? Like for if you like to mow the lawn, well, you like that, but you don't like anything else. But your mentality is not, I hate doing dishes so much that I'm going to go cheat. I just, I think that if you're going to cheat, it's going to be something less than that. It's going to be, I'm not getting enough satisfaction. I'm not getting enough fun. It's not. Well, maybe on the flip side of that, if, if let's say, you know, the man grew up in a household to where he doesn't do any of that stuff and he's not putting forth any effort, then maybe it's. Maybe he's catching flack. And look, all this is hypothetical, but maybe he's catching flack to where he's like, well, then at that point, he's like, fuck it. I don't have to I don't have to hear this from this person. I don't have to put forth any effort except for my penis. Yeah. Um, well, of course, that's why you cheat. Cheating is a fantasy. You you they always have the, the gorgeous underwear on. They're always wearing the nice bras. They're always coming on to you. It's always hot and sexy. And I mean, that's why so many people that end up cheating on their spouse or on their their girlfriend or their fiance or whatever, they let's say they leave their fiance or their spouse and then it gets real with that other person and they're not wearing the cute panties anymore and you're not meeting each other at a bar and it's not dark and smoky and you're just at home with them and they're taking shits and there's no danger you know, to it. Yeah, there's no danger to it. That's why you always end up looking at that person and going, Well, that was a mistake. You know, or or at least thinking to yourself like Wow, I have all the exact same problems with this person. You know, it's now, can it's I like ask, a fantasy. We're not talking about current relationships, but has everybody <clears throat> here cheated at some point? Even if you were like fourteen years old and stupid, no. I've never cheated. No. Really? Yeah, I had. Uh, yes. Yes, me too. Well, no, I mean I've done it. I mean, yeah, you all. I mean, you and Devin said no. I mean, you all can tell us about all your great cheating stories. Yeah. No. I I, I've I've never had that experience. I I do think there were times when I may have been cheated on. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. Um. But I don't. That's how I rationalized mine. 
That's fair. Is having uh, been, having been cheated on, I uh, was kind of like, oh, that's well, she's probably banging some other dudes. So I know I um my cheating was always I got bored. Yep. Mm. But here's and a, it, I never cheated on my husband. I cheat and never on the person I dated before him. But it always was. I got bored, and I just didn't want to have the breakup talk. I was about uh, to say, okay. I, I, yeah, that's what not I was, criticizing or yeah. anything. I was, yes. was going to say, at what point do we uh, we we cheat rather than just break it off? Yeah, and, and that's what it was. Avoid Already, cheating yeah. whatsoever, you know. But. You know, being older now, I feel like a dick about it. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it was always just, I'm bored, we're distant, somebody else. And that person I would cheat with is always somebody I started dating next. It was never like a, you know, but yeah. But I never, I never, I never cheated in reciprocation for being cheated on. Right. Yeah, that's just something I was never able to do. It no. wasn't like I was so pissed off that yeah. I was like, now I got to now. And I'm not saying that I did cheat because of it, it was a, a reciprocal thing. I'm saying that once I got cheated on and once I kind of saw how that felt and tasted and saw how cavalier that person was about it, I think that it messed me up. It left a little bit of trauma on me. And I like later on, I was like, well, if the grass is not greener, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, or if the grass is greener, you're just supposed to move on and, and go do whatever you want to do and test the waters. And if the water is better, then you break up and then you move on. And that's that. what I always did. Every yeah. every time I got in a relationship yeah. until I was like 14, I went, there's something better. I can't settle for this. Yeah. And then hmm. I just hit an age where nothing really happened, but I kind of went, yeah. I know myself better and, uh, but I mean, I was, it was late in my, my mid twenties and I kind of went, huh? And I finally got, I think I just lived my wild days and went, I'm kind of done, but I was constantly going like something's better. Well, something's better. You get older and you get in touch with your emotions and you're really in touch with your, your mates emotions and you cheat on someone and they find out about it and you see how much it destroys that person. Right. I mean, it's so so much so that I can say unequivocally, unequivocally, that I have an ex that I cheated on that has never been the same since. She's never had a fruitful relationship since then. She's still single. Uh, she's never been able to find <clears throat> another man that can appease her. She's become extremely bitter and mad we're still friends or we've we've started to foster our friendship a little bit um it's shocking yeah i'm basically the last relationship that she had that was almost 10 years ago it's interesting you say that too i was i was talking to my wife about this topic because look she's very intelligent i want to get her opinion before we you know i want to talk about it on the show but um when when i mentioned it to her she read me this this story that she had read um, and just to kind of paraphrase, basically this, this man had been married to a woman for an extended amount of time. They had kids, blah, blah, blah. He meets this person on social media, begins to, you know, flirt and one thing leads to another. And, um, you know, he's out of town all the time. He ends up, you know, having an affair with this person and then it leaves his wife and then starts a relationship with this woman. Um, you know, they have this amazing connection, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. They never get married. But they're together for a really long time. And then at one point, you know, as great as a connection they had, it just never, like, it never is, 
like it, it hits a wall yes. and it's like, this isn't, this isn't the person that I married that I built a life on. Like why, why did I get to this point? So then it, then he starts realizing that it's because the fantasy wears off, right? Yeah. The well, excitement, the mystery. Well, then he starts away. realizing that had he invested as much into Devin, his you've wife. you've never cheated on anyone. Stop commenting. <laughs> sorry. I, yeah, <laughs> I can't right. have an opinion since I've never done it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just run the computer and shut up. No. Um, <laughs> Well, you too, Josh. You've never cheated on anybody. I know. Fuck you. Hey, somebody um, just left a comment on our thing, a rating, and said, hey, Devin, you need to talk more. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, as he as he is, you know, having this new thing with his new woman or whatever, you know, his wife who, you know, had gained some weight, who wasn't as attractive, who wasn't as vivacious or whatever, he realized after all this and, and his next relationship started to fail, that had he had invested in his 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 ex-wife as much as he put toward this mistress yep then yeah. she would have bloomed and she would have blossomed and like yep. had given it back to him tenfold or whatever but so it, it was, takes work and effort exactly and it's so much easier to meet someone who just throws themselves at you because there is no effort i can't tell you how many times in my life that i have started to started to have a wandering eye or a my thought process changed to paying attention to someone that just threw themselves at me. And, and we've talked about this before. Everybody, I don't give a shit who it is. Everybody loves the chase. Yeah. Everybody loves to be consumed and chased. And we love the, the process of chasing someone. So a female or the females that I've had experiences with, you know, you tell them, no, I'm in a committed relationship and, you know, sorry, you know, and they're like, and no, no, it's okay. All that does is just pour a, a gallon of gasoline on a See, raging fire. I don't fire. get that. I, I have friends who are like that. I've never, I've never had that thought in my head of like, that guy's with somebody and he says he's with somebody. So that makes me want it more. If anything, it uh, makes me go, he's not interested. This but is, I but I have I have girlfriends who yeah. are like that and I don't I don't understand that mentality. Yeah, and this is just my experience. And of course there's a there's plenty of other women that have probably that I would never know that were attracted to me because they're just like absolutely not. Yeah. He's with someone else and I will I refuse to even remotely flirt with him or whatever. But the ones that do, they turn the heat up so high that your clothes just fall off. You know, but then that goes cool, and then there has to be substance behind it, or and that's what you end up finding out. Off. And and so often, I mean, and this is speaking from experience that I'm not proud of. I want to I want to make sure that everyone understands it. Yeah, you've we, it's well known that you're a piece of shit. So. Hey, exactly. I'm not proud of it, but I can't tell you how many times that I've done something stupid, and I have been with someone that I mean, and hot fires burn out fast. They burn out very fast. But how many times that I've I've slept with someone, or how many times that I've I've done something stupid like that, and then literally, like, the next day, you're just like, not because you're you're I mean and you're already upset about because you cheated on someone, but because you realize it was nothing but sexual tension. There is no context. There's no connection. There's no real real substance to that person except for the fact that they are gorgeous and and the two of you all match up sexually there but but that's not what we need i would i would much rather be with someone who was less attractive and who was less pleasing to my eye but that every day that i was around that person they enriched me 
and yeah. that they just made me feel better. They made me want to do things with them. Yeah. I stand behind the fact that if the person that you are with, you don't cheat on. Like So who you marry or who you decide to be in a relationship with, that's the person you want to be with. You don't cheat on them. And if you do, then that's not the person for you. I mean, I spent many years making awful decisions. And my husband now, which sounds very cliche, but I never once in my head have ever even entertained that. Right. Where everybody else before him, it's been like, yeah, grass is greener over there. Fucking do this, do that. But I'm a firm believer if you cheat on somebody, it's pr- whether it's drunkenness or whatever it is. Um, it, <laughs> it, it is, um, it's not meant to be or you aren't meant to be with that person. No, yeah. And I, I 100% agree as well. Um, look, my me and my wife have been together, you know, fully uh for almost let's see uh, eight almost eight years it will be eight years me this and your year. wife have been together too oh you have oh, okay. <laughs> yeah she told me you were small um <laughs> well i was gonna say the grass is not greener <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like a one second man yeah, yeah. the grass the grass is brown. sub man yeah um sub man sub, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. sub one minute sub one minute um and and it is it's hard work and I and I can say look I've made a lot of of bad decisions and you know some of it's from my past relationships because it led me to to feel like I couldn't communicate and I'm I'm working through that and trying to become a, a better communicator but you know a marriage is not what you think it is when you're a teenager in your early twenties like no. you have to you get out of it what you put into it I know that I know that's an old cliche but it like, is yeah it's hard work my look I grew yeah. up in a I grew up in a household where my mom and my dad weren't real affectionate. Matter of fact, I saw a picture of my mom and dad one day sh- showing each other affection. And I told my sister, it made me so uncomfortable that it made my stomach hurt because I had never seen my father show my mother any affection. And I had never seen the reciprocal of that. Yeah. I had never seen them show each other affection. And there was a picture of my father with his arm around my mother and it made me uncomfortable. So naturally in my love life, I am like kind of hyper aware and I and you hyper mirror that. Huh? You mirror it. Yeah. Like, I, well yeah. so here yeah, no, you well here's what I ended up doing. Rather than I I suppose you could say I mirror that. I'm I'm hyper sensitive to affection. I want it and I need it and I need that love and that 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 scratching my head and scratching my I have to have it and if you do not show me affection I will find someone it was a huge issue in my last relationship I had to virtually beg for affection and it pissed me off why the hell should I have to beg for your touch right that is obscene it's absurd you should want to touch me. But it's not because of what if she came from a family like yours and rather than needing it, she was taught that that was not the norm. Right. It's so, different, different love languages. Yeah. The love it just has to do both. with how it's perceived. <laughs> you know, maybe she thought the normal is conversation and showing acts of love was normal rather than... Um, you know, physical gifts. acts, scratching yeah. your head and all of that. And I've thought, so I've thought about those things now. And during that relationship, I had, I had, we would talk about those things and, and I would say, obviously that's not how you show love. I get it. That's how I need you to show love. 
So I need you to think outside the box a little bit. And she would say, well, you show love in ways that are nice. I really appreciate it, but I need you to show love in different ways. So hers was intimacy. Hers was sex and, and, and whatnot. So I, you know, we would, it was a compromise and we had to try to compromise and, and, and do things for each other that we knew that it was maybe not how the other person showed love, but I ended up still feeling very wanton and I, I never really, I mean, I don't know. It, it's tough. And we, so, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, you, no, please go ahead. I'm, you, you brought up, um, you brought up how your you saw a picture of your parents where they were showing each other affection. And it made you feel uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Did you ever find that your parents either not didn't spend time together, but like did a lot of things on their own? Did your parents do that? My parents were, my parents were super independent. Never slept in the same room. I remember once or twice. Really? That I, Wait, never. never slept in the same room. Never. Separate my mom always or? separate bedrooms. My mom always told, oh, always wow. made it out like um, my dad. It, it, my dad was an unbelievable snore. He snore. I mean, so oh, loud that you could do, yeah. you could hear it through your bedroom. So I got it, and it does make sense. And I, so is my husband, but I wear earplugs every night. So, but my mom never did that stuff. My mom is very. She likes to have like a little ambient noise, a little TV on, but like any noise wakes her up, and that that snoring would keep her up all night. And I know my mom. I know that it was true, but also it was a little bit of an excuse. You know, she didn't want to sleep in the same bed with him. But yeah, I remember, I can vividly remember the times that we would have company or the times that we would need to use the extra bedroom and my mom would have to sleep in the same bedroom as my father or we would go on trips and she would have to sleep in the same bed. It made me uncomfortable. What got me is that you said the picture that you saw was your dad with his arm around your mom. So uh-huh. it wasn't even like a hug or a kiss. Just an arm around her made you feel... Uncomfortable. Still so makes something me feel you, uncomfortable. Something you never saw. When I, no, I had never seen my father show any affection to my mother at all. And I, what's funny is, is my dad is like me. He wants to show affection, but he knew that she didn't receive it and she didn't want it. She didn't want to have anything to do. Did he show do. affection to you kids? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Not like... And you would think that, like, in Normal this story, that, yeah, yeah. It, that it would be, like, really, like, really, like, like super hyper-affectionate. No. Both of my parents were affectionate. My mom wasn't super affectionate with me. Very Like, hugs. She likes hugs. And, you know, we'll kind of put her, her arm around you a little bit. But it's not super affectionate. My dad likes affection. Yeah. He would want to sit next to you and, like, have his hand on your leg and, like, squeeze your leg. And yeah. He, like, wanted to have his arm around you and kind of squeeze your back and always patting you on the back and kind of rubbing you on the back and stuff. And. He he was more, and that's kind of how I am in general. Um, I, I probably took that after him. It was it's interesting that you that you said that your parents had a lot of separate time because, look, my parents both worked a lot. Both of them were you know full time working people. They both worked God more than forty hours a week. My dad was out of town a lot because uh, he's actually a driller, uh, if you know what that is. Uh, essentially, I'll he's whatever on a rock quarry. He, he drills, drills holes, they blow it out, whatever. Anyways. Um, but when I, I found that whenever they were home, don't get me wrong, we went on vacations, we did a lot of stuff together, but the, I saw a lot of time when, you know, my dad liked to work on cars. So he would be working on cars, my mom would be doing stuff in the house or like whatever. There was just a lot of time where they weren't together. They weren't doing things together. So that was like the impression that I got in my mind growing up that I assumed that once you got married after a certain amount of time, you just started doing your own thing. Yeah, see, I had the exact opposite. 
but like but not in a negative way like yeah. everything like they're both happy they love each other but like they have their own thing they have their own thing yeah whereas me and my wife are the polar opposite like we have so much in common one we both work so many hours that like when we have days off we like spend every waking moment with each other yeah um because we don't always get to see each other but on the flip side of that even when like we're on vacation we don't really get on each other's nerves just because like and maybe it's just because we were such good friends before we ever started dating um but like i want to spend time with her and if i have time to spend i want to spend it with her um not that i don't have my own hobbies to do which i do but if i have an option i would rather be with her than a lot of the alternatives yeah and it's kind of weird because I didn't see that. I mean, I saw some of it, but there was just a lot of their own separate time growing up. In the beginning of mine and Anna's relationship, she made me read this book. She didn't make me. I agreed to read this book. It's called The Five Love Languages. Okay. I've heard of it. Yeah? Have yeah. you read it? I have not read it. Adam, you've read it, right? No, but I've taken the test. Okay. All right, cool. So it's very it's to say that it's informative <clears throat> and to say that it can it can help you re re It's extremely eye opening. Yeah. I've heard it's very good. Yeah, I've so never read you it, but I've heard realize, it's like, I how a person ticks. And yeah. and how they receive and how they give love. And I found out there, I have a good friend of mine who who I give love through service. Let me do something for you. Let me yep. go out of my way for you. That's how I give love. And I also give love through affection. Um, so when you fixed our windows at our house, just love the McCready so much? Yes. Yeah. That, so, I, I mean, I went. I we loved it. We loved it. I went to their home and was sitting there and they, they said, we have a need. Our windows don't close correctly. There's a lot of cold air. And I stood up like we were all having beers and like supposed to be hanging out. And I was just like, everyone get out of my way. Let me fix your windows. And he fixed it. And, and I, they're still fixed. Yeah. I day, spent yeah. like the next 30 or 45 minutes, like talking to them and fixing their windows. Cause it, and it, and it made me like to say that that made me happy. And to say that that filled me up with joy would be a gross understatement. Oh my God. Yeah. You love us. Yeah. I, and it's because they're my friends and I love them and I want to go out of my way for them. And I want to make sure they understand that I will break my fucking fingers to make sure that they're safe and they're happy. That's, that's, that's my love language. Yeah. That's how I am. But the problem is, it's like you get around someone who you love and they don't receive love that way. They don't need your help. They don't need your service. They don't need anything from you because they're so self-sufficient. It drives me fucking insane. That's the same thing I went through with Anna. Yep. So I was like super brotastic about reading this book. I was like, I don't need a fucking book to, <laughs> to you know, uh, rate my love life, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, I've been in acts of service. I grew up acts of service. My family was acts of service. Um, we did stuff for each other. That's how we showed each other that we cared. Um Anna's is uh, words of affirmation. We never did that growing up. We always picked on each other, the complete opposite of it. Yeah. She wants to be told like, you know, oh, you look beautiful. Not that I don't think that she looks beautiful. It just doesn't come to mind to yeah. say like, I think it. I'm like, oh, she, you know, she looks great today. I don't say it. You know, that's her love languages. That book really opened my eyes to how people uh, respond to certain things. It's It's basically like if you do your own love language to someone who's not, who doesn't have their your love language? That was fucking confusing. It's like you're talking to a wall. You know, the message you. isn't getting received. 
But once you start doing things that kind of evolve around the words of affirmation thing, I started complimenting her more, um, stuff like that. You know, she. What are the other ones? You can. And you, this doesn't just apply to your love life. Correct. This yeah. applies to your friendships. friendships. Well, this I get applies it. to my your dad employee, was like mm-hmm. per, interpersonal. The what have you guys heard? So that there, there's five of, of them. Um, let me see if I can get them. Uh, words of affirmation, quality time. You okay, Adam? Yeah, I was pulling a hair out of my ear. <laughs> words Disgusting. of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, doggy uh, style. Yeah. Um, there's another one. <laughs> the 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 shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. No. Uh, g- <laughs> That's gifts, all five. Receiving gifts, yeah. giving gifts, uh, and then another one that nobody cares about. But um, do you have all of them? What? Do you have all of the books? No, it's just one book. Oh, but it covers all the five Lord of the Rings, you asshole. It's just <laughs> it's, one It's book. not a fucking like saga. Token or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The saga of the five love languages. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Actually, do you want to borrow it? Yeah, actually, I would like to read them. Okay, I'll bring it's, it to you. It, it'll change your life. There's fucking... There's, um, stop. It's bothering Please stop. Me. Yeah. stop. That's there's, there's like little, there's little, little. Stop pulling hairs. But you're out of your so ear. violent when you do it. Well, you gotta be. And you stare at it like it's yeah. from well, an alien world. In there. And then we all stare at you looking yeah. at it. Anyway, I feel like you have Tourette's over there. I do have Tourette's. There's, there's a, there's a numerous online tests that you can take that'll help you figure out your love languages. You don't even have to read the book. The book is, will help give you all the context and the minutiae in between. But it, you can take some tests, and, and, and when you're done, you're like, wow, that's crazy. You know, I, I didn't realize that my love language is service, yeah. but I receive love different ways. Correct. I yeah, love you give service, love a separate oh. way. but I would much rather way. have affirmation. I would that's much like rather. my dad. My dad does service, but he would like affirmation. Yep. Mm-hmm. His thing is to fix and help. When he comes to Nashville now, he wants to be in my house fixing something. Mine is affection. I need someone. I, I, I've told women this, and I told my ex this. It, this is not difficult. And when I sit down on the couch after a hard day, if your hand immediately goes to my back or my head, and you and you start to like say, like hey, everything's great, and you rub my back and my shoulders, it doesn't have to be violent. I don't need a fucking massage. But if you just like rub on me, I will be putty in your I hands. I scratch Glenn's back every night. God, yeah. I have a good back scratch. I would be, I'll be putty. Because all he needs is just this. He doesn't even need fancy. I can just go like what? this and just he like loves it. Hand. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it, but it, so what's so oh, mind numbing, what's so mind numbing is that you could be with someone who you give a fucking roadmap to. You give a roadmap to that person and say, this is exactly what I need. I don't need dinners. I don't give a shit. I don't care if there's dinner on the table every night. It doesn't mean anything to me. What I need is for you to focus a little bit of time and effort on being affectionate to me and that person still doesn't get it. Yeah, it's just like, no, I'm just not. No, I get that. But at the same time, you have to be open to what they need. You can't just demand, I need affection. Don't, Don't zone out. You can't say to her, I need affection, give this to me. That's what I fucking need. We're done. The only thing you I... need to say, what would you like in response? What would be what would make you happy? What can I do to fill your love tank? Yes, there you go. Boom. Yeah, I knew I knew what she would fill her love tank. Oh my god. Jesus. It, and I'm serious as a heart attack. That's all it was. The it D was just so was needed more the sex D all the time. The more sex, more sex, more sex. Oh, oh, that sounds awful. The only thing Adam needs after a hard day is a cold beer and to put a, a VHS of Debbie Does Dallas on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pull out all my notebooks. 
like read all the filthy fucking porn that I write down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. But yeah, after reading that book, I thanked her. I was like, "You've really opened my eyes to, you know, something something new and something that we all need to know." I mean, because it does help out every relationship that you do have in your life. Friendship, uh, romantic relationships, relationships with your parents, um, which Adam feels is weird. I'll have to read that. No, I mean, I've heard relationships good things about your, it. I just yeah. didn't have no in depth about it. Relationships oh, I'll, I'll with your parents around. is are, are yeah. I'd be happy to. I want to read it. I mean, it absolutely affects you. People that have really great relationships with their parents, I would say, probably have a tendency to have more fruitful relationships. I'm thirty. I'm about to be thirty nine in March, and I'm single. You know, every time that I've had a long, a long term relationship, they've gone up in flames because I do have a tendency to be thinking to myself, is the grass greener? My my dad and my mom hated each other. They had an oh, awful stop. relationship. I have a tendency to constantly be thinking to myself, am I with the right person? They did something that really drove me crazy for a couple of years. Yeah, but you know what? I did the same thing. I did the same thing. And then I met somebody and I went, oh, which I didn't think would ever happen. I just thought I'd be like this till I was like 60. That I would constantly be just going from relationship to relationship. Be like the golden girls. Then I met somebody and I went, huh. And then. You just got to meet the right person, Adam. I'm here where I am. Yeah, but you all don't hear the way her husband talks about her. Is that bad? (laughs) Yeah, that sounded really bad. That sounded really bad. Um, That was a joke. I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) joking. And he's going to listen to this and you are going to be in trouble. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I envy everybody. I'm so jealous of everybody that has these these relationships and children and these they have all these things and I just have a house and a My podcast. My kids do love you though. I know your kids love me. I heard of, you on the radio. I was listening to the latest podcast when you were talking about your escapades and I was like, that sounds like Adam. And I was like, don't listen. Don't listen. <laughs> it's not him. It's not. Yeah. it's. I mean, I talked about this on the last podcast. I, it was Jamie's husband that I was getting wasted with last weekend. Oh, and it yeah. was Jamie's child who I woke up to staring at me while she was scooting chairs <laughs> she around on so their wood creepy. floor. Yep. Yeah. And then I didn't tell you all the rest of the story. She st- she was staring at me and she was moving the chairs around the wood floor. And I was like, what are you doing? And she said, I'm moving chairs. No, <laughs> I wanted to be like, no shit, kid. Stop doing it. And yeah, she's creepy as fuck. So I, 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 I basically laid back down and then I heard her at like my feet like at the edge of the couch and I, and the stairs go up stairs right right the feet where my feet were and i looked at her and she was again she was not like going about her business and just assuming there was a man asleep in the in the house she was turned and staring right into my eyes yep. and was going she was climbing over a fence that they have or like a little like doggy gate the gate at, at, by, by the stairs but doing it while she was just burning holes through me. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I woke up and just looked at her, and she was just, she says, hi. She's As Jamie creepy. nods her head. Yeah, she's yeah. super creepy. When that was my- right around the time that I got up. It was 9 a.m. I was still drunk, and I got up and got in my car and left. When Glenn started working with Adam, he had to go down to Atlanta somewhere for training. And our daughter, Elle, at the time was four, and he was gone for a week and I would go to bed every night terrified because I knew that at some point during the night I would wake up to her just staring because she doesn't oh wake you God. up. She doesn't wake you up. Glenn she doesn't do that. She stories. just That's stands at the fuck. end of the bed <laughs> so with creepy. her long brown hair and stares. Ugh, There's not like a the ring yeah. girl. 
And G- I Glenn and, almost punched her in the face one night. Yeah. Oh my, oh my God. God. He said she rose up no, out of the dark. This is what she did. So she used to get in trouble for it because she would just come into a room and stare. And when Glenn is home, it's a 50-50 chance, whether it's me or Glenn. And he was out of town. I was like, I don't want to go to sleep because I know I'm going to wake up terrified because I'm the only one here. So after he got back, she had gotten in trouble for getting out of bed. So she decided that she would crawl into our room. And so she crawled to the side of the mattress and Glenn just woke up. And he leaned over the side of the bed and he just saw oh this like God. dark mass. And as he looked, he was like, what is that? And as he did, she stood up slowly to be like, oh, hey, dad, but not Done. saying anything. And Glenn was like, I almost fucking punched her in the yeah. face. Yeah, I'm giving you up for adoption. He told but, me that story again today. He was like, he was like, her hair was like hanging over in front her of, eyes. She has really long hair. Like, I, yeah. I told her, he was like, don't you ever do that because yeah. I'll end up hitting you. Like, but I, she does it like three times a week. And mm. I get so mad at her. Because I, I could not deal with it. Because I want her, I I I want her more to not creep me out than I want her to stay in bed and like right. be rested for school. Like the thought of her like terrifying me three times a night is like, more just upsetting. Just come jumping. I'd rather you jump in bed and wake me up. And she did She's that. She's a fucking ninja. She Every is time that so quiet. Jamie's she, ever been out of town, and Glenn invites me up, and he's like, "Hey, I'm putting the kids to bed. Like, let you you and me, like, we'll do it upright. This is how it normally happens." We'll be in the room, and I'll be talking about some really gruesome shit that only two men would talk about. And I'll turn around, the and a, there'll be a girl standing next yep. to me. And I'm just like, she's so quiet. Yeah, I'm just like, what are you? And of course, I blurt out, like, what are you doing? You know, like it's just every time. And then I go, I was really sweet to her, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay, sweetie, just go back to bed. She just creeps into the room. All the time. Well, and she's been seeing ghosts since she was like two years old, which makes it even more creepy because oh, she's what? just quiet Jamie and legit. Video. No way. Jamie but, sent me a video oh and I happened to be a little happening. inebriated one night and I made the huge mistake of watching this video of her child on a like a night, a night camera like having a in her crib. So she was like two having what? a full conversation with, with someone ghost. who was not in her room. Oh, and, and oh request, so like, let's say she's just like, yes, of course I do that. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no. And then she goes, I don't like you. I don't like, like you. Like, yeah. why are you asking me these questions? And I, I went to bed that night. There was not a lot of sleep had that night. Oh, yeah. do you still have this video? Yes. I do. Yeah, oh. I just tagged him in it the other night. I want to. Yeah. I want to watch it after this. Yeah, podcast. she um she started very young at like two years old at our old house in Inglewood. She had this friend named Guy, and I would find her in the hallway talking to somebody, and then she would like have she would put Guy in like her big play car and walk away, and I had a video her a video of her being like. Guy doesn't like you, and lots oh, of videos. No. But she talked about Guy all the time. That was her friend, you know. And the house that we lived in Inglewood was from like the twenties, a very old house. Um, so it made it even worse. Yeah, it made it creepy. We didn't know the history. Then we moved to this new house. She didn't bring Guy, but a lot of other weird stuff. Like we'd find her in the hallway, looking up at the corner, and just chatting away. Fuck um, that. Yeah, but then you meet her. And you would be like, I get it. Like, I've taken her into people's houses, but she's like, I don't like it here. And I'm like, why? She's like, I just don't like the people here. And I'm there's like one person with us. So she's she's cool. She's funny. She's like super artsy and smart, but she is fucking creepy as shit. 
I love it. Kinda, she's kind of want to beat her, but, but I kind of don't. Because she's going to be like, oh, uh, Dave says hello. And I'm like, who the fuck is Dave? Yeah, right? <laughs> she's really, yeah, she's creepy. She loves Adam. Loves yeah. Adam. Has she ever shown you any ghosts? No. Be like, she's never uh, touched your forehead. Uh, no. Horace Greenwald she used to tickle, says. She used to tickle the back of my neck. Oh. Yeah. I, no. I'm no, shivering. No. Yeah. It was, it's mostly me trying to keep her from crying. You know, she's always mad about something when I'm around. <laughs> yeah. It's probably because your energy feeds off on her. Yeah. She's, she's always on pro vigil when Adam comes around. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, uh, we, I babysat them one day that was really weird, but I babysat her kids one day. We had a good time. Played a lot of video games and Legos. And then we had a pinky swear. She was acting like a little bastard. And yep. she, I was like, I just looked at her and I was like, you know what? You're acting like a bastard. I'm going to tell your parents. And she put her hand out and she was like, like whispered, like, pinky swear with me. That you, <laughs> like that you won't tell my mommy that I'm acting bad. <laughs> and and I, just, I looked at her and I put my pinky and I put my pinky in hers and I squeezed the shit out of it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm definitely telling her. <laughs> you know, and I was like, the next time you throw a Lego or you act like a butthole, I'm telling your mom. Uh, I just had a time hop pop up yesterday, and it was a picture that when Elle was two and a half, she had covered up her her doll's face with Play-Doh and brought it to me and said, she can't talk anymore now, Mom. Oh, and I have fuck. a picture of it. And I remember going, ah, oh, Jesus. And I think that's what brought up me talking about the ghost thing and tagging you in that because it was just like this picture is her holding no, this doll. What brought that up? I, do you not remember this? Well, What, what brought that up is it, like a few nights ago, Jamie was listening to our last oh, podcast, yeah. and all of a sudden, I got what I would call probably a frantic text message from her and late I was like, at night. Is that that L said, you were talking about? Yeah. Please tell me that the child you saw in my home was L, or something like that. Like, yeah. please tell me that that you recognize the child. And I was like, yes. And it made me realize I was like, whoa, she's the saying like I could have potentially seen a child that wasn't their child. And I told. Her husband today, let's just say that I woke up in like a kind of a, a, a semi-drunken and hungover stupor, and I just so happened to hear chairs moving around, and it just so happened to be a child that doesn't normally live at your house, I would have probably freaked out. You know, like there's just a random person or a child standing in the room staring at me scooting chairs around. I would have, I would well, have lost it. The last two months I've had... A situation where um, I have been talking to Glenn from a different room. So I'm in my family room. He's in the kitchen. We're having a conversation. He goes, what? So I stand up to go talk to him. And as I walk around the corner, which you know where our bathroom is, it kind of yeah. makes this big circle. I see him walking into our bedroom and I follow him into our bedroom as I'm having a conversation. Then I get into our bedroom and he's not there. It's happened two times and i in stand the past there two months in the past month and i stand there and you can ask glenn i've said where are you and you know how our house is you can't leave the bedroom with me standing in the bedroom and yeah. he's in the kitchen the whole time going i'm in the kitchen that's fucking so weird but i have literally followed somebody thinking i'm talking to him thinking i'm having a conversation as we're walking into the bedroom and then i get to where our room is there's like a 
small hallway where a bathroom is and then it goes into our bedroom and I think I'm following him then I get to our bedroom where it opens up and there's nobody there and I'm like where are you it's like I'm in the fucking kitchen remind but me never to stay at your house I yeah. literally but there's no reason for it like there's one family who's ever lived there nobody died maybe it's like, your daughter you guys but shit she's, like she's you can ask Glenn I, I had a little there. freak out about it because it freaked me out so much I was like a you bit. yeah it was weird I don't like it that's probably the worst thing about having a daughter, the the possibility that she may be possessed or yeah. pregnant at like a young age. Yeah. That's an excellent. Well, that <laughs> what Jamie said was probably number one. Yeah. <laughs> what? Her getting pregnant at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, I'm twelve. Oh. Oh well, yeah. that's even that's. That's what I was going to say. Fucked up, Adam. Like, huh? That's that's up. rough. Well, I mean, that's the thing that I'm thinking about. If I had a daughter, I'd be scared to death. Pregnant at 12? Yeah, that's like she ovulating? police report. That happens. Oh, they probably are. Ovulating? When do uh, when do young girls start? Oh, younger and younger, man. <laughs> Tell us, Teach Jamie. us. It's teach fucked us up. Biology. It's fucked you up, know? man. It's fucked up. Like, it's all the hormones in our food. Like, girls are, like, reaching puberty earlier and earlier and earlier. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And it's because the American diet has so many hormones in the food. That's why the only way to eat is keto. <sighs> keto Speaking man. of. How's that working out for you? Uh, We've yeah. gone, what is it, one minute, an hour and 30 minutes? We're not, we're not going to have time for Adam's desk space. Well, there's not a whole lot to talk about. We can talk about it next episode. You right. guys told me to listen to that. I told you, but then we got Get off it. on... I want to hear it. I came here for this. I need to for hear the escapade. Well, but before we do that, though, what's what's your take on what you've heard so far? What advice would you give him in the situation? Oh, God. It makes me um, the first the first two episodes of it made me feel really awkward um, for both of you. Yes. Um. I had this thought in my head to come in and like play. The devil's advocate for her. Which she would appreciate. (laughs) But I don't know how to do that because I don't know her. I only know her through you. Yeah. Um, I can understand. As big of a bullshitter as he is. And here's (laughs) my thing. I understand. Is she even real? (laughs) I understand that she knew that you had the podcast and you were doing all this. I get that. And you, uh, your story is your story, but it's your story. My perception is my reality. Yes, and it's not hers. And I'm not saying yours or hers. Neither one of them may be correct. It might be a mismatch of different stuff, but she is probably always going to feel slighted at the fact that she can't tell her side and the only people listening are hearing your side. And they're only hearing your aspect of it, yes. which is good. I think it's awesome that you are sharing all this. I heard you talk about people giving you shit about being like a guy sharing feelings. And I oh, think that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, a lot of people. And and, yeah. I, and I mean, I have an obligation. Uh, even though there's a satirical approach to our podcast and to the stories that we tell, I have a, a in my opinion, I have an obligation to try, especially when I'm speaking about things that, that are so that are so real and honest to give a very honest depiction of how those things played out. Yes. I mean, her and her friends a few times said there were a lot of inaccuracies and I discussed those inaccuracies, inaccuracies. They weren't inaccuracies as but much I, as, as they were 
uh, how that event was perceived. Yes, it and wasn't that's what an I'm act, saying. It wasn't like I said, you did X, Y, and Z, and it was A, B, and C. That's well, not, how you were perceiving it is probably way different than a female who probably has a background or something that is affecting her relationship with you. Well, absolutely, yeah. And she can't tell that story, which... You were honest with her doing this, and that's good, but you can understand why she might be upset about that because there's no side of hers being told. No, and that's why on the last episode, it was like a a reckoning, an understanding. I understand now because I had had spoken with her friend, and she had, had completely stopped speaking to me, and I was hearing little bits and pieces through her friend like, wow, she's pretty upset, and... We talked about it, and and I, I came on the, the last podcast and talked about it a, a little bit. And Have you seen her since then? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, which I think people... So that's would, a positive, right? I think people would want to hear that. I mean, if you've been following Adam's Escapades, and I know I've been, I've gotten a lot of comments about Adam's Escapades, just about like kind of... It, it not that, you know, people just want to hear the continuation. They kind of like to hear the continuation of what's going on. So basically, Make basically... Huh? Make it quicker. I am. Shut up. She <laughs> listened to the last podcast, and her, you know, a few of her friends listened to the last podcast, and they could understand that it was sincere. And she, she ended up reaching out to me. Um, it was kind of like, let's not talk about what happened. I just want to say, hey, how's it going? And we we kind of started talking. She made a reference to one of our dates, and I really appreciated that. It made me really happy, even if we're only going to be friends. She made a funny reference, and it was it was nice. Um, we talked for a day or two and she invited me to come out with her and her friends, which was very, it it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me because like I said, you don't want someone to hang out. I mean, how many of us have dated someone before that we're like, yeah, I don't want to bring them around my friends because I'm afraid my friends are going to think they're weird. Well, in her mind frame, you've put her and her friends in this podcast, which could make everybody feel uncomfortable. So the fact that she's inviting you out with her and her friends is a positive, it's a, it's right? It's a very big deal. Yeah. And her, and she's told me before that her friends like me and her other friends have, have, have you know, told me, like, we like you, whatever. Because I still talk to one of her friends. and Or I have been talking to one of her friends. Because uh, we, we've, we've harbored a, a friendship, a, a very good friendship. Um, yeah, we went out and we had a great time. And I really, really enjoyed being around them. I realized w- that... I, I mean, I'm just going to have to accept that role. We're just going to be friends, and it's not going to be – there's not – you know, there's not going to be any dating, which I wish, but there's not going to be. Uh, she ended up confronting me. We, we we were in a car together going to dinner, and she confronted me about it, and it was, it was a little awkward because obviously we have different perspective about the events that happened and stuff, but it was um, – she told me, you know, she was hurt. I said, yeah, I feel like you were a little sensitive. You know, it, it, that kind of deal. I mean, we just kind of talked it out, and and but everything was fine. I mean, it, we we talked it out, and and she basically made it very clear, and it, and it made a lot more sense to me. This is the thing that I took away, the thing that made the most sense to me. She basically said, "You aired a lot of of dirty laundry on that podcast, and you started to to kind of talk about things that that were a breach of trust with me, and those were those were intimate details of of things that you and I were doing." And it's your podcast, and I don't want to tell you not to talk about that kind of stuff because it's your podcast, but I want you to understand, I, I don't really like that. 
the fact that you go on and you're sharing these intimate details about me and about the experiences that you, you were having with yeah, me. She's not fucking around. Yeah, and it made sense to me. I mean, you know, it made sense to me because those were intimate details. Yeah. There's no way around it. They were intimate details. And I'm probably going to be I'm probably going to be a little, a little bit more closed mouth about it because I have respect for her and I like her and she's been upset at me and invited me back in and so on and so forth. So I'm going to be a little quiet about it. I'm glad wow. she reached out to you though. Me too. That's always a plus. It, you have no idea how much it meant to me. And I, and I still haven't been able to express to her. I was surprised her. to hear that. I mean, I'm happy to hear that. Me but, too. Yeah. It It's, you have no idea what that meant to me. Yeah. Um, as it, much as I think it's great that you, I think it's great that you shared everything you guys went through, um, for sure. But yeah. I'm well, and I, I think that we're missing this and I didn't, I didn't drive this home a lot with her. What, I mean, my, my approach to this is hoping that other people will listen to some of these things and, 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 and be like, wow, you know, my situation is not so bad or maybe I can, my situation is very similar to his and I need to be more aggressive and I need to be more affectionate. And you know what I'm hoping that people can listen to some of these things and, and get a little bit of joy and, and, and laughter out of these situations and maybe potentially affect their dating life some way, shape or form. But I mean, I'm sure Adam's escapade is, it's not over. We'll hear more about it. And, you know, we want more of a female opinion on a lot of these things because I mean, my dating yeah, life is... because you're three dudes. Yeah. So. Yeah, we need a female perspective <laughs> in the room. My, my dating life is definitely not over, but we, um, you know, Adam's Escapades, Adam's Escapades will kind of grow and... This room's heavy on the sausage. Yeah, it yeah. is. There's it a lot is. of beef in here. So, it smells like beef. On to something more important. How'd you do on your diet this week? Battle of the Beefcakes has begun. Yeah. I actually did pretty good. I've, I've dropped a link on my belt. Nice. Yeah, Are you I serious? was. I can't I was tell getting... because your belt's been off this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. that too. Well, y'all heard me yelping in the in the bathroom earlier. I accidentally pissed all over the tip of my belt because it was hanging down in my. Not way. only is his oh. belt undone, but his zipper's open too. No, it's not. Yeesh. My zipper's not open. Oh god. Anyway, my I I've probably I was already kind of getting close to dropping a link, and the last I, I've cut my my food intake a lot. I've cut my food intake a lot. That's my big issue. It's not. The quality so portion control. It's the quantity. Yeah. I eat lots and lots of food. So I don't know. How have you done? Um, I did pretty well. I, I will say I didn't start out as. Tell me di- about that pizza you ate. <laughs> Tell us about that I'm, extra large pizza that you down. I'm getting there. Pizza. So, um, I, like I said, like I was going to say, I didn't start out the week as balls deep as I would want to into this. Yeah. Um, started out pretty good about middle of the week. Um, cause me and my wife are kind of going to do it together. Now are you doing portion control like him? No, I'm, or... I'm doing keto. Okay. Oh, so uh, I'm just, I'm going back into keto. I have a friend who did keto and amazing. It, yeah. It, and it, and it, it's the process in itself is amazing. It's a crash and you can diet. Still no, 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 I have a friend who's been doing keto for three years and he lost so much weight and yep. I look at his food that he makes and I go, I want that. Look, I'm going to tell you right now because I was on it before and I'm going to be on, I'm on it now. I did it. I, I started clean today, fresh start. Once you're on it and you get your body into ketosis, you're not hungry anymore. You don't have the crashes after your meals anymore. Like 
once you get used to it, it is not that bad. It's just the first few days until you actually get into that flow. Then once you're into it, it's not that big of a deal. Bro, give him a few more days and he'll be at full ketosynthesis. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyways, I, did, I didn't start out as that hard as I wanted to. Got in the middle of the week. Me and my wife had a little hiccup. Had to order extra large pizza. I put down three quarters of it. Whatever. You know, not a big deal. Was there a yeah. sandwich um, too? Only 4,500 calories of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Got back into, got back into my rhythm. Um, ate, ate pretty well. I did have a few beers uh, Saturday night when I went out with my buddy. Well, this keto diet sounds fantastic. I want to <laughs> yeah. get on Beer and pizza. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, last night uh, she was craving some Rubens. So she made Rubens. Um but she, uh, we had a, we had Publix deliver a bunch of groceries so we could start fresh today. We had Rubens. I ate one and a half Rubens and two hot dogs, and two pieces of cake. Whoa! So she, you so left out the two pieces of cake. Yeah. So that was that was a little bit of hiccup. Where'd you I, get the cake that. from? Huh? You just have cake in your no, house? No, she made it. She just got uh, on a whim and wait, made she's a cake. She's trying to sabotage. Did you pay uh, Adam? Did you pay, did you pay his my wife, wife off to sabotage? Him? You pay her. He you nods his head. You didn't pay her with a cake. D, though, did you? I paid her with the D. You paid her with the yeah. D? I dick-picked her. With the I dollars. I dick-picked her yesterday. I was like, Andrew, you want to see this? Feed Josh some cake. There's only one meat in her life. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Um, I basically told Andrea that I would come over and I'd do cake farts at y'all's house. You ever cake seen cake farts? No. I don't that think I want to know. No one in this no. room has ever seen cake farts. No. Do you 15? fart onto I a cake? Like it is, it is like a, a really beautiful woman with a really beautiful derriere, you know? Oh. who yeah, is all cake. shaved and waxed, who will sit. It's a video of her rear end. She'll sit her rear end in like a really gooey, fresh, warm cake and then pull her rear end out and then fart through all of like the chocolate the icing. icing that's on her butthole. What the so, fuck so are you watching? So it makes like this really like, like a sloppy sound and you'll see the icing like poof out of her butt. What? You've never heard of cake farts? I never have. There's a whole the website about cake farts. I'm sure web- there is. What There's is the a website, website name? Cakefarts.com? I mean, I'm not. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably. Dot .org? Yeah. So anyway. Dot .gov. Cakefarts.gov. I got back into it today. Uh, I fasted this morning uh, 12 hours before I ate breakfast. Whoa. I had uh, two cups of coffee to start the day with uh, MCT oil in them. I had three eggs, two veggie sausages for breakfast. MCT. He's in yeah. it. It's uh. Yeah, I'm gonna lose. It's a uh, multi multi chain. <laughs> it's multi chain tri- triglyceride. Oh, nice. Um. Yeah. Anyways, it has healthy fatty acids. Yeah, I had a sausage egg and cheese biscuit times two and a cup of coffee this morning. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. Portion control. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I would venture to say that I either gained or sustained. Um, but this week will be will get me back on track. Yeah, we'll, we'll post um, uh, second or first week first week weights. Yeah, first week. Yeah, weights. We'll, we'll post for first week. Fuck, first week. First weights. week weights. Yeah. But all what, right, all right. But what's more more important than that? What's more important than the actual weight is who the fans think is going to win. The okay. fans already think you're going to win. By That's like right. what? Eighty percent. You said right. We have posted a poll. Was it today? Yeah, it that was, we're recording. Yeah, it was we're recording today. on a it's Monday. It's 80-20. We're sitting at the same place where everyone has just assumed that I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was 80-20. They were like, is Adam going to be a miserable fuck for the rest of his life? 80% yes. Now, so this is where right. it gets a little interesting, okay? Facebook, it's it's a full 80-20. 80-20. Josh, 80-20. Yeah. You go to Instagram. Yeah. Before I personally voted, I personally voted for Josh. 
You just said. I didn't vote at all. Yeah. <laughs> I felt. Before I voted. Nice. I'm glad we had a Instagram. guest on the podcast yeah. that doesn't even vote. No. On Instagram, it was a 50-50. Oh. Nice. Yeah. And then Devin fucking voted. And then I, I fucked it up. It's a 57-43 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we have so few voters, when you vote, it just changes everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> to it's like the three voters. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. I will say, I've heard uh, I've heard a couple of good recommendations for the punishment. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do one one, uh, one off-the-wall one was is that we both have to... Uh, we both have to... Uh, start eating. What was it? Uh, eat cake in the in a, a we kiddie have to pool sit in of, a kiddie pool full of pudding and eat two pounds of cake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like while the other one yells like disparaging comments yeah, at us or something you like fat that. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, but the one I liked the most was a buddy of mine who said the loser has to go to an open mic comedy night and do stand up. <gasps> Oh, please do that. Yes, that's a please good one. Please do that. And the other, get, they, while the other two could there. record it and then post it on facials. You will get fa- fa- facials. Facials. <laughs> Socials, sorry. Yeah. The that, same, that would be the a same nice... web f- website as a cake farts. Yeah. That would be a really nice offshoot of that one where we have to do an open mic night, uh, you know, like at a comedy club. And give and us we, facials. No, we can only talk about facials the whole time. Like <laughs> oh, an entire no. comedy Every set about, joke about is a facial. facials. Adam talks about his love of cum shot compilations. <laughs> yeah, and Jesus cake farts Christ. all where night long. Yeah. <laughs> Every I don't know. Cake. What, do you, what do you think, what that do you think about that as an option? That would be a good match name, cake farts and cum shots. <laughs> what? Stop. Cake Stop. farts and facials. Get back on topic. <laughs> Jesus. Yuck. Cake farts and cum shots. Yeah, that's going to be the a title of this episode. No, cake farts no. and cum shots. I'm going to get that tattooed across Jesus. my back in Old English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Um, Japanese characters. Tribal. Yeah. <laughs> and wingdings. Yeah. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you think about that as an option this for punishment? Fucking wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> you really got Devin and his funny bone. I know. I think it's pretty good so far. I like both of those. I'm not, I'm not sitting in a kiddie pool full of pudding. No. I do. I I do kind of like the uh, comedy one. You got it, the it's comedy gut, one. It's you gut get wrenching people. to think about. Yeah. And see, it has to be at a legit comedy place because I'm not saying not zanies. They don't, I don't think they do open mic. There's anyway. a few little comedy clubs around yeah. Nashville. But you could get people to come and right, watch right, the show. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. We could get no, people to come. You're not going to get a lot of people who are going to sit and watch you in the fucking kiddie pool. And then how ba- how terrible would it be to bomb yeah. and like get that reaction? I'm just going to yell, more jokes about facials. It, makes you, it makes you actually want to lose weight, which I think <laughs> once you guys get over like the, the nervous hump, I think you two would do really great. Your opener, Josh's opener, of course, would be the one arm thing. Yeah, he would get up there and be like, "All right, I have one arm. Let's just get." And that then out I there. would talk about how I don't like interacting with other one arm people. Yeah, because and I then don't. Yours would be, That's which coincidentally could be Josh's as well. If he my decided heart to ditch is hollow. Thing. Huh? That would be yours. My, my heart, heart is hollow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought we were talking about how you're never going to be loved and stuff. Your heart is hollow. That would drop a lot of weight. Are we I not doing my that? My heart is hollow. Your children. You told me numerous times your children love me. My children love you. Uh, Adam's that's doing not some. Your heart. My heart is. Oh, you mean my heart <laughs> right. is hollow because no one loves me? Yes. Oh, I thought you just meant like I have a hollow heart. Like, you know, like I am incapable of loving someone or something. <laughs> wow, like that. this is way deeper than I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry to bum you out. <clears throat> but yeah. you guys' opener for the comedy club could be this exact story, like. We have this telling how we got podcast. to this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, my uh, my comedy would it would probably be story based. I would have. That's to tr- what I was gonna say. I would tell stories. I'd have to trim my stories down, but they'd be story based. I mean, I've got tons and tons of stories. You'd have to trim them down unless you're doing a three hour set. Fuck. <laughs> Three hour set. Speaking of three hour set, this podcast is going for an hour and 49 fucking minutes. Wow. Yeah. It's been going on for a long time. Way to buzz kill there. Yeah. Sorry. Completely just destroyed the snowball yeah, rolling down here. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, we maybe we can cut out all the other bullshit and just get right to us laughing and goofing off with each other. Talking about cum shots and facials or whatever the fuck we were talking about cake, cake farts. farts cake farts yeah uh, Jesus. The cake farts and but cum none shots. of us know anything about I know. Yeah. except for adam who masturbates to it <laughs> that's kind of yeah. weird yeah well jamie thanks for uh joining us on another episode we yes. appreciate you coming in thank you for having me we, we are suddenly there was a, a friend of mine who i've talked about numerous times on here the friend of the the girl i was dating who was listening to one of our podcasts i sent this to jamie she was at the fucking concert where Jamie made out with Donnie fucking no Wahlberg. Way. And she no saw way. me on the big screen. What a she small was, world. She said, and she I, also likes murderers. She's so. really into murderers and loves like like murder shows, and which we're going to try to bring her on at some point. But she also said, like, I'm not going to fucking lie to you. I was at that concert, and I distinctly remember... Donnie Wahlberg making out with a chick near the stage and how pissed off I was that some <laughs> girl was, and it was Jamie. Nice. That is amazing. It's a small world, man. It is. Super small world. Not to uh, uh, not to give you a big head, but everyone that's listened to your prior episode loves you. You're oh, our number one nice. downloaded, most downloaded episode. You I can't even me, listen really? to myself. Yeah. I get annoyed. So that's really nice. They wow. thought you were super interesting and you, had, you told really good stories. Wow, that's she's number nice. one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, huh. I have no idea. Well, that's really nice because yeah. I don't think highly of myself. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's another topic. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's that's. Well, one thank that you for having delete. me. I really appreciate it. It's yeah, fun. We appreciate you coming. Always sure, fun. Yeah. Always yeah. fun. This is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam. Peace.